rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hello, my name is Tara Devlin. We usually meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we're rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. S stick around. Become a patron at, pa at patreon.com slash Devlin. And that's that. You can also buy some merch like the shirt I'm wearing, all kinds of shit. To support the show, you're looking at the liberal media. I know, I know. But it is a lockdown. We're in lockdown. I live in New York City. We know um, New York City is uh, kind of ground zero of this coronavirus. And uh, unfortunately, I think you guys, we were talking about this before. What happened, in case you're tuning in and down the road, you don't care about, uh, you, you, to, you don't care about what happened five minutes ago, but you, just to clarify in case I reference it, we started a show, it, we had some technical difficulties and had to restart the show, that's why, anyway, just to make sense of some things that I might say that won't make sense out of context. And I was talking about the coronavirus and that today I learned of, it's not a friend of mine um, who died particularly, uh, it's, not so, it's, it's an acquaintance's cousin who's only 34 years old has had died this morning of the coronavirus. Uh-oh, here comes Tower Jr. Come on, kid. Come on over. And it was the first time I've heard of anyone in my sphere that even had it, much less have uh, succumbed to it and died. And especially someone so young, 34 years old, and only started showing symptoms a few days ago, and he was in lockdown for, this is what he said, this is all I know. He was in lockdown for a couple of weeks. He was not, maybe it's not been a couple of weeks, but he said that he, they were staying home, so they don't know how he got it. And um, yeah, it's pretty frightening, especially somebody so young. So I imagine that this will, it's, I don't want to think about it really, but um, well, hopefully we, the measures that we're taking have it under control, but I hope that we don't hear more stories, but many people are uh, getting sick and it's not going to get, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get uh, better overnight. Um, and especially when we have such inept so-called leadership, Twitler and the filthy fascist Republicans, if, if this coronavirus does not pull the covers off these scumbags, I don't know what, what does. Because otherwise, I think I'm just going to give up on the, the dumbasses in this country. How anybody looks at Twitler's, what he's doing. I know he's good at branding. He's, that's all he has. According to him, if you watch these press conferences with him, he's up on that cross. I don't understand. Here's the other thing. Okay, I know I'm all over the place. It'll get focused. It'll we'll focus a little bit more. 
as soon as my brain focuses. But Dr. Fauci, who's becoming something that Trump doesn't like, he's becoming a star in the spotlight. People are looking to Dr. Fauci for answers, not Twitler. They want to hear from him. They don't want to hear from Twitler. They know Twitler's full of crap. They know that he's a liar. So for a couple of days, Dr. Fauci wasn't at the press briefings. And then, of course, there was a cry saying, of course he's not at the press briefings because Twitler doesn't like a competitor for the spotlight. That's the worst thing you can do with this asshole is take the attention from him. He needs that narcissistic supply. And but here's the thing. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Fauci reappeared. Here's the thing. What's wrong with us? It's not Trump. We know who he is. Why do we allow it to continue? Why are there any, anybody sitting in that White House press corps room? Why are, there, why are any so-called journalists going along with this scam that Twitler has something to say, that he has something to offer? Dr. Fauci, uh, apparently, there's some, I'm sure this will get back to Twitler if it hasn't already, because all Twitler does is watch television and see to see how he's being received, how the accolades are coming in. The GOP Twitter feed tweeted out how some Democratic governors are praising Twitler. Because they know that in order to get what they need from the federal government, they have to salve this con man's fragile baby eggshell ego. So they're playing him like Kim Jong-un plays him. Like Putin plays him. Wait. Gotta put Tara Jr. in a comfortable position. So... Dr. Fauci apparently gave an interview where he said um, he, he kind of agrees and that, that Twitler is a liar. So he says, I'm going to keep pushing. Anthony Fauci tries to make the White House listen to facts in the pandemic. And then he says something about, I'm not going to push him out of the way. Let me see. Hold on, Fauci. I can't jump in front of the microphone and push him down. Why not? Why don't we all push him down? Why don't we push him out? He's harming us. And now there it's coming out that Twitler, he's, al- he's already floated that trial b- balloon that, um, the, about relaxing social distancing restrictions or whatever and because he doesn't wait this this is upsetting him he's tired the little baby is tired of coronavirus he wants to get to a rally he's not able to get his narcissistic supply he goes on the media and he listens to the fox news of course is jerking him off incessantly but uh one american news network jerking him off but there are other networks that's what there's the problem that's where it lies in twitler's mind he has to uh he that's why he attacks the media 
And why is this? This is a national crisis. And we are being dragged through Twitler's manias. And we're allowing it to continue. And here is the question that I continuously ask. What's wrong with us? Why do we allow it to continue? We know who he is. We know that he's incapable of fairly judging a wet t-shirt contest at the Jersey Shore, much less leading a modern nation through a, a catastrophic crisis. Whoever made it or not, because all he's got is his same old grifter tricks, branding, uh, ra racism. It's not working, though, calling it the Chinese virus. He needs somebody to blame. Oh, well, blame the Chinese. Nobody blames him for the fact that the virus exists, but we do blame him for the fact that it's worse. They knew it was coming months ago. They could have been taking precautions then. Getting ready. Why are we? Why is there a shortage of materials? Why are people making homemade masks for medical professionals? Why are the uh, Twitlers saying re reuse the masks, wash them out, which is bullshit? More bullshit is coming from the right wing than anywhere else. We have to weed through the bullshit. There is no currency of truth. In a fascist autocracy. Of course not. And these fucking morons, they, we, there are still morons amongst us who still think it's a hoax. So, honestly, I'm all for them having as many rallies as they possibly can. Like, for instance, Rand Paul, and who is a doctor, supposedly. He's a, a, a albeit a fake-ass doctor. I and mean, we all know Rand Paul's... Suspicious, her, his suspect medical degree. He's an ophthalmologist or something. Still, he's a, let me see, Dr. Paul. Doc, he has his own, this is why, the Republicans are just grifters. So, uh, let me see. He has his, he made up his own board to certify himself. Let's see, hold on. Let's see. Where is that goddamn article? I need a producer. That's why I become a patron. At patreon.com. <laughs> Rand Paul. Doctor. I'm just looking up. Dr. Board. Hmm. He's not a, he's not a real, uh, he's not verified. Let's put it that way. He is involved, let's see, uh, his ophthalmology degree, his certification is contested. He originally earned board certification in 1993 after completion of his residency. However, in 1997, he formed his own board called the National Ophthalmology Board with 200 other physicians in protest of certification requirement changes by the American Board of Ophthalmologists because this is what they do. They don't like the rules of the game, so they rig it in their favor. Probably the the board that twit that Twitler that Rand Paul didn't like was it was probably fair and run by professionals. So that's kind of that's a deep state to a Republican. So you go off, you create your own board, sort of like how 
Republicans create their own reality. You don't like reality? It has such a liberal bias, after all. Create your own reality. Make your own news network, quote-unquote. Tell the quote-unquote truth by telling lies. Now the lies are the truth, and it's you have an entire cult of morons who think that everything that comes out of the actual media is a lie. They're the ones standing around in the midst of the coronavirus saying that they don't believe, they don't believe it, that Twitler has everything under control. The now defunct board was not recognized by the Kentucky Board of Medical, Medical Licensure. I'm sure that the Kentucky Board is really the gold standard as well. So Dr. Paul was not board certified by a board recognized by the state since 2005. And since Dr. Paul's board dissolved in 2011, he has no certification from an active body. Oh, well. According to the Washington Post, Kentucky state law does not require board certification or licensure. For licensure. So, yeah, that's what you want. Somebody who's not certified poking at your eyeballs. That's really, uh, that's, a, that's the Republican way. Who needs certification? It's sort of like, that goes against you. According to Republicans, they don't like anybody who has any expertise in, in, in the field that, they're, that they claim expertise in. Sort of like, you know, like you want a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man to be the president. Because he played a successful businessman on reality TV. But Rand Paul was going around, according to reports, he's, he's basically infested the entire Senate. He went to the gym. Oh, hold on. <laughs> he's such an asshole. I hope they all get it. I hope he went to the Republican gym. He was calling it a hoax until apparently his son came down with it. So, according to the AP, Rand Paul of Kentucky has tested positive for the novel coronavirus, becoming the first case of COVID-19 in the Senate and raising fears about further transmission. Of course, amongst Republicans at the Capitol. Now, that sounds like good news to me. This is a good news story. Paul, an eye surgeon, went into quarantine on Sunday after learning his results. He said he does not have symptoms and was tested out of an abundance of caution due to his extensive travel. So he's traveled around the country. He's been at the gym. He's at the, at the Senate pool as well. And look out below. That bo- the bottom is a long way down. These filthy Republicans and you and and little Twitler. Oh, here's what's interesting. He's such a scumbag. You know, he hates Mitt Romney. Well, at the press briefing, because Twitler is such a tiny little. He has such a tiny, fragile sense of self that anyone who challenges him becomes a mortal enemy. 
And so he was at the press briefing. They he found out that Romney had put himself into isolation. That Mitt Romney put him. And look look at his response. Senator Rick Scott. Also, two of them were in contact with Rick is coming out. With the critical stimulus package vote expected, Romney's in isolation. Yes. Gee, that's too bad. Go ahead. Isn't he a little child? Sarcasm there, sir. Romney's G. What a cunt. Um, oh, excuse me. I mean, in the English sense, sense of the word. No, no, no. Romney's in isolation? That's too bad. That's too bad. Ugh, what a... Ugh. And I mean that. I watch too many English TV shows. I shouldn't really say that word here. But that's really the way it is. He is. He is the personification of the English definition of what it means to be a see you next Tuesday. But hold on. Here's a couple of things I wanted to play. So from the press conference, the other thing that we learned is that Trump, he's so put upon. The virus really, well, we know this already. He is a sociopath, a a malignant narcissist, and it's his world. We all just live in it, whether we're dying of coronavirus or not. We only exist to... The in in any as any uh, in any sense of humanity, only in the ways that we serve the dim leader, that we vote for him or or give him accolades or love him or shower him with the narcissistic supply he so desperately craves, and he's. He believes that this is the scam he's running. He's lost billions of dollars being president, but he did it out of the goodness of his heart to save this country. Because after all, and after eight years of Obama, he's saving it from a black person, basically. Because in re- here in reality, if we all remember whether Twitter likes it or not that the the reason Obama um, beat George Bush of course it was uh, not he didn't beat George Bush it was it was beat Mitt Romney it was the um, not, wait, now I'm getting confused it was uh, in my opinion after the the crash the the second near Republican Great Depression in a hundred years Obama it was uh, the perfect timing. Any Democratic candidate who was uh, who could put a sentence together could and would have been elected to the presidency. Not that Obama wasn't, you know, somebody to admire. I admire him, even though he's he's pretty much a Republican. But I admire him for the mere fact that just being someone who's not a white person who could rise to the highest executive office in the land in this racist-ass country, despite all of the racist assholes running around, that's commendable. But the, the time was right for change, and he did run on change, of course, we can believe in, which is real, uh, it's, it's kind of irritating now when you think about it, because it's... What the hell was he talking about? Vague general general change. That's uh, it's that's the DLC Democratic corporate way. 
they don't really tell you specifics. That's all. And we'll get to Joe Biden because it, actually it reminds me of Joe Biden just finally came out, came out of hiding today to tell us really nothing. So, but that's what they do. They don't have any specifics because if you have something, if you have specific, you just have general general things that need to change. Like this, we need to protect families. We need to value work. He never says how, though, we're going to get it. It's just more change you can believe in, you know, change. That's what we need. But, uh, but according to Twitter, he lost billions being president. He was out of the goodness of his sociopath heart. He put down his uh, amazing business, being a con man, and slapping his tacky name across the tacky buildings, whoever, whoever or whoever uh, would want to get into business with the fucking con man, and uh, ro- flying around the globe, tr- trying to get Russian oligarchs to fund him because he couldn't get a legitimate bank loan, and also being part of different scams all around the globe, including a scam in Turkey where Trump showed up to take some pictures breaking ground on a building that was never going to be built. But he was there to give the illusion that that some building was going to be built. So so these grifters, fellow grifters, he got a million dollars for that, Trump. He got a million dollars to go and pretend he was part of a building project, which was basically, not just basically, it was a scam to bilk money out of a bank that was the, they were never going to get back, this particular bank. And so they need to put on a big show because they got a lot of, they got boo bucks for that scam. And Trump walked away with a million dollars. That's what a petty little grifter he is. So you think that somebody, and this is the other thing, he's not as rich as he says he is. So he says he's, he lose, he's losing billions of dollars. He might be making money now because he is the president. Because he's using his position to, to fund his, his scams. He's forcing our uh, military personnel to stay at his hotels and fly around uh, and make, you know, make sure he's his uh, tacky hotels are propped up on the federal treasury. But if you're a successful businessman, do you really need to be involved with different scams all over the globe, especially a million-dollar scam? Like, you get a million dollars to participate in an illegal, in some kind of grift, and you're in. Count me in on the deal. And if you are a successful businessman think about this why do you need to pay off your porn stars in installments he had to pay off stormy daniels in two hundred and fifty thousand dollar installments why would you want to do that wouldn't you just want to pay her off and get rid of her right why do you need to give to go on an installment plan of two hundred and fifty dollars a pop 250,000, not 250. That would be funnier. <laughs> if it was $250. So that's completely suspect. And points to the fact that he really isn't rich. He's not rich. 
at least not the way he thinks he wants to pretend he is. And then even when he was in the Forbes um, list of people, um, you know, of the most successful businessmen, he he lobbied to get into this list of the Forbes 500. And after the fact, it came out that he, d he didn't belong there. But anyway, it, during the press conference, let's listen to poor little Twitler climbing up on the cross, whining. Thank, thank you, my lord. Thank you so, so much for helping we, the, the sheeple, taking your, uh, it's, you're such a patriot to put all your personal needs on the shelf for us, the peons. We couldn't do it without you. We couldn't be the laughing stock of Earth without you. There wouldn't be a uh, a virus pandemic sweeping across the land unchecked for months and months without you. We wouldn't have to be making these emergency bills and cutting paper towels with rubber bands to make masks without you. Anyway, here's Tw Twitler. Mr. President, did you or your family sell stocks? No, I don't have stock. I own things that... make any alternates to investments in advance of this? No, I don't even think about it. You know, it's very interesting that you ask a question like that. You know, nasty question. This, yet is, this what a little tiny jump. Oh, God, I hate him. I can't even come up with the words. What a disgusting, tiny, little grifter. It's a real nasty question. Well, it's funny how you asked a question like that. You can't even, you can't ask the question to the king, you see? Don't annoy the king. This is Henry VIII, reborn, except he's not clever. He's not interesting. He has absolutely no artistic talent. He has nothing to, he hasn't read a book since Dick and Jane. This is the most willfully ignorant monster ever to squat in the White House, and the entire world, all of us, the country and the world at large, we are forced to hang on his every word? Give me a break. This shows you how sick we are, that they continue. What a nasty question you ask. That we're asking, scumbag, are you benefiting? Did you sell stocks? Are you insider trading? Of course he is. We did a story the other day about how Twitter is mysteriously tweeting these, uh, the is tweeting things out that manipulate stock prices and people, certain entities, nobody knows who, are are benefiting. The of course he's in on it. They're making a million dollars in a nice payday, or what? One was one hundred and ninety million, for based on something that Twitter tweeted out, making up. It's a nasty question, though. Yeah, we we're not supposed to question our betters. You see, we're just supposed to take it. And now Twitter. He doesn't like the coronavirus getting in the way of his chances of, of being re-elected despite receiving fewer votes. So he's going to re—he's re, going to lift the restrictions, supposedly, 
they're going to push it. He will push it because you mean nothing. How many people have to die before we've had enough? How many people have to die before the entire White House press corps walks the F out of that room? Why are they even there? Because, just because they're there, that's indicative of how far we've fallen, of how far we have to go. Think about it. Not, they should not be there. If this was a sane society, there would be nobody in that room. This shouldn't be going on day after day after day. The way they cut in, breaking news, Trump's going to have his press conference, and then we have to sit through this shit? Listen to this. Listen to the ramblings of a fucking lunatic. As to investments in advance of this. No, I don't even think about it. You know, it's very interesting that you ask a question like that. You know, nasty question, and yet it deserves to be asked. Obviously, nasty question. Yeah, the desserts. You see how bothered he is. He's trying to play it off like he's not bothered. Yeah, it's interesting you ask a question. Yeah, a nasty question. He can't help himself because he is, he knows. See, here's the secret, guys. He knows that uh, he's a fraud. He just doesn't want us to catch on. But un understand it. We already know. He knows that many people know. And that's why he has to devalue truth. And why are we playing along? How much longer do we have to play along with this shit? And it's not Joe Biden is going to save us, because wait till we get to him. It's pretty goddamn scary. But let's just continue with him. Uh, what I've done by... Uh Deciding to run, I knew this. I knew this the first day. I said, if I win, it's going to cost a lot of money. It cost me billions of dollars to become president, to, to be president mm. of the United States, in uh, things that would normally be run at a certain thing, even people that don't like me because they think I'm too tough on the border. Now, some people love me for it. Other people don't like me at all. Do we? Ha you hear this shit? Future generations are going to look back and say, what the fuck? How stupid were these people? Some people like me a lot. Some, uh, uh, you know, because I'm so tough on the border, some people don't like me. So this is a crisis. People are dying. And we got to put, we got to put through, sit through this shit. You know, it's very funny. My wife, we were at a Listen to this. charity event in New York City. I had just announced that I was running. And we were at the Robin Hood Foundation. At the convention center, which now we're what going to be What the fuck does he ha this have to do with coronavirus? And I was walking in. Listen to this. And we were at the Robin Hood Foundation at the convention center, which now we're going to be converting to hospitals. And by the way, now we're going to be converting to hospitals? He's not converting shit to, sh to nothing. He's jumping on Cuomo's bandwagon. They're going to convert the Javits Center into a makeshift hospital for all of the victims of this fucking virus that he made worse, that Twitler made worse. And he's like, oh, and by the way, we're going to convert that into uh, a hospital. You're not going to convert shit. That wasn't your idea. That's Cuomo's idea. He just decided he's going to take credit, somewhat credit. 
Unbelievable. And his rambling musings about something that happened in 2016 where he was booed at the Javis Center and his wife said, I, I never heard you be, get booed before. Well, honey, you ain't been listening. It's because he's tough on the border? No, because he's a fucking racist orange baboon who received fewer votes. Who is unfit to lead a fucking drunken conga line much less a modern nation who is really has got to be penance. We got to look at ourselves and say, why, what did we do to deserve this? I know what we did, but it's not us. We tried. We've been trying. It's the big moneyed goddamn interests. That's your boy. They gave us this, the oligarchy on both sides of the aisle. They made Twitler possible, these scumbags. And now they're talking about the essential workers. Who's essential? Can we wake up? And this is why I was thinking, what am I going to call this show? Well, is it finally time? Can we finally wake up to the fact that we're essential, not them? We're the ones who keep this world going. We keep the fucking economy going. We, we make the world go around. Not them. They just profit off of us. They suck on us like lampreys. Like parasites. Back in the first Gilded Age, the working class used to understand that they, who they were up against. They understood that the rich were the parasites. You know, all this. That's why the filthy fascist Republicans have to change the conversation. They call makers and takers, job creators. But we're the job creators. We're the makers. Even those on a, if you're on a uh, uh, social um, security or you're taking some kind of public assistance, you create more jobs on public assistance than these efforts because I don't I, for you put that money right back into the economy every dollar in public assistance returns a dollar 60 in economic um, it's not you know economic activity just like during the GI Bill when we sent our soldiers who came home who who who, who survived fighting fascism before, you know, here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, where we now prop fascism up instead of fighting it and destroying it, the, every soldier that ended up going to school on the GI Bill, every dollar spent for the GI Bill turned, returns $7 in tax revenue. So we make an investment. So when are we going to wake up as a working class, regardless of whether you have dark skin or light skin or whatever, or whether you want to make a legal contract with somebody who has the same PP or a different PP, then that we're in this together, that we're the makers, that we make this world go round, because nobody's saying in a time of crisis, who's an essential worker? They're not saying get the, get the banksters. Only banksters are allowed to go in there. Only Wall Street. Only what? Who? Only r hotel magnets. 
only with someone who has a uh, a Chinese sweatshop. No, it's the it's cashiers. It's first responders, of course. It's health workers, people who give a shit, people who care for their fellow human being, not somebody who figures out some kind of grift how to how to separate them from their money. That's we I, we really need to to own it and remember it. We're the essential workers. The working class. We're in this together. And it's about time we may have we have an economy that works for us. And this is the time to to get it. This is the time to push for it and make it happen. These scumbags. It's never a bad time for these grifters to manipulate the economy to their favor. It doesn't matter. You see, what's going to happen is Twitter will relax the uh, the social restrictions, let's say, and um, people are going to die. But he doesn't care. Get to work. Spread it around. Spread it. Honestly, I hope that all of those dumb Trump and Z supporters in the red states, um, unfortunately, I hope they don't give it to any normal people. But go. Go around. Go have a rally. Meet with Twitler. Meet with Pence. The entire Republican that, uh, cabinet. Do the world a favor. Prove it. Prove it's a hoax. For Christ's sakes. Before you kill us all, do us a favor. But listen to Twitler. He goes on. And I was walking in. We're go- we're was- after he says we're turning that into hospitals, the Java Center into a hospital. You're not turning shit into nothing. Just like you never turned a goddamn dollar into two dollars. You're the single most uh, paid off tax quote unquote dodger in the country. This Trump is the single biggest loser in the entire United States. This guy had more money given to him by the federal treasury than any other individual American. Why on, on this, uh, on this earth were we inflicted with Donald effing Trump and the Republican Party? Why? Okay, I answered my own question in the head as I was saying it. We, uh, these people always exist. They are always part of the human psyche, the human condition. But you don't give them power. You, only sane people, uh, I mean insane, an insane society gives people like this power. A broken society, a functioning democratic republic, these people would not get anywhere near the levers of power because you would have ethical and uh, altruistic representatives preventing it. The system is broken by money. So, of course, we're going to get a grifter like this. The world is our mirror. This is what we're looking at. We we allowed this to happen, though. But it's like it's almost like it wasn't our fault as working people because, well, they did it to us over time, like the boiling frog. 
And they use the oldest tricks in the book, divide and conquer, especially along racial lines. So how much, how much more? It's about time. It's time for us. I mean, of course, there are some people that are, they are hopeless, like those Trump NZs at that rally that we played the video saying that uh, they believe Trump, that they, they wouldn't believe any Democrat. But it wasn't, um, they, it, that was, that's by design. They created that. Both the right-wing Democrats and, of course, the fascist, filthy, disgusting Republicans cre- created a, an environment where people don't believe reality. That was partly through deregulation. If we had government um, that was trying to cultivate democracy, we wouldn't be in this situation. Clinton wouldn't have been able to deregulate the media. We wouldn't have been a, he, they wouldn't have been able to push free trade, to send our jobs overseas, to devalue the American worker, to cut the legs out of the unions. This is what they did over the, my lifetime. We've been watching this. I was born on the wrong side of Reaganomics. Watching it and, and saying, as my father, arguing with my father, who was a fucking Reagan Democrat, arguing with him about, don't you see where this is going? I don't like being right. I wish I was wrong about this. But I'm not wrong. And that's why I say it sucks to be right. On both, it sucks to be a right winger and it sucks to be right. Because I don't want to be right about this. I want this country to work for people. But maybe it needs to be, we need to hit bottom. Just like I had to hit bottom in my addiction, we have to hit bottom as a country. But the way you get better is that you wake up and you see the light. You see the truth. When We will know this country is sane if we walk out of that goddamn room. When a babbling baboon is going on about being booed at the Javis Center in 2016. In the middle of a crisis. What the fuck does this have to do with anything? Could you imagine on the, uh, in the midst of World War II, FDR, going on about something so petty and childish. Saying that's a nasty comment as we have representatives, so-called representatives of the people, engaging in insider trading, making money on this, on this crisis while people are losing money and losing their lives. These filthy scumbags like that Burr, Richard Burr Republican who traded stocks on his insider knowledge, and then he told his rich donors, oh, you better, better watch out, it's coming, it's for real. But not the people he pretends to represent, of course. Because he's pretending to represent them. They're nothing, go die. Constitu- constituents, who needs you? You're annoying. I have to pretend and go out there and shake your hands during election season and say, please vote for me and pretend that I'm working for you and deal with your shit. Well, I'm I'm just here to make money, bitch. I'm here to insider trade. 
And and I like being someone that gets to hang out with the big moneyed interests and have a cocktail party and secret meetings where we know what's really going on. We like being on the inside. Ugh, here, let's listen to this. Smattering of booze. He got a smattering of booze. He's still remembering it, still recalling it. A smattering of booze. He wakes up in the middle of the night. Remember 2016, the smattering of booze. Governor Cuomo, right? And I was walking in, and there was a smattering of booze. Only a smattering? And a smattering of there cheers. Must I was been, uh, must have been a slow day. And our very popular first lady. She's Who wasn't first lady? You know, trophy wife number three. Very popular first lady. Very highly respected. People have great respect for her. They do, especially the way she's a nude model and how she hooked herself a real live one on the hook, her sugar daddy. She rode that sugar daddy all the way to the Oval Office. She could have gone with some regular old con man. Some regular old meal ticket, but she got she hooked her uh, an orange racist asshole, and she's gonna ride that buck and bronco or whatever. She'll ride it all the way to whatever to infamy. Lady said to me, "Huh, huh. that's strange. I've never heard anybody booing you." Can you believe this? Early on, because. I think I called for strong borders, or I called for something. Strong borders, yes, like. we hate that. We, it's just that you're so strong for us, too strong. We can't handle it because we're so weak. We are just liberals. We're just people who want a democratic system to, that works for all. We're so weak. We like not uh, leaving people behind, you know? We like doing things about crises when they're coming, not when they're smacking us across the face. We actually like government that works. We're not so disgusting that we, we, that's all, all we do is pretend to work, because that's all he does. Pretends to work and watches television to see if the if the scam is working. Is he getting over? Or what's the press say today? Somebody who has that much time to watch. I don't have that much time. This is what's so bizarre. That's how you know he's full of shit and he's not working. He thinks that watching television to see if the scam is working is working. That's what working is to him. Are the dupes buying my grift? Because if you're really working, you don't have time to sit around watching TV and tweeting. I barely have time to answer goddamn emails half t on many, many days. So what about him? Where does he get all this time to tweet and watch Fox News every time... A reporter asks him about something, some perception that somebody had. He knows all about it. He knows that the way it's been framed or a news story or whatever. That's because that's all he does. We're in the midst of a crisis. And he is watching television and, and musing about the time he was booed at the Javits Center in 2016. 
I knew this would happen. I knew it was going to happen. But the fact that I ran, and I knew as soon as I announced, when I ran, I said, I can you believe it's this? It cost me a fortune, not only in terms of actual costs. Look at my legal costs. Holy you shit. People, everybody, everybody is suing me. I'm being sued by people. Wow, get off that, that cross. Watch out, Jesus. Here comes Trump. And doing very well, but it's unfair. Being very well. So unfair. This. In terms of running for president. No one has been ever Michael so Bloomberg unfairly treated except you. It was determined almost a billion dollars and look what happened. I think it's very hard for rich people to run for office. What? Can you believe this? Somebody please get the guillotine already. Enough of this. Come on. Get it together. It's t it's time. The French had a remedy. It was called the national razor. It's enough with this. Holy Christ. It's, uh, it's far more costly. It's, it's just a, uh, it's a very tough thing. Now, with it's a very things, tough so thing. Done it because, you know, there are a lot of rich people around. Got a lot of rich friends. What the fuck? They can't help. And they can't do what I've done in terms of helping this country. We are, yeah, because we they're are not as not low. Fucked. They wouldn't stoop to your level. That's the problem. Trump is not a political genius. He just has no scruples. He will say and do whatever. He will tickle racist funny bones. He will burn this country to the ground if he has to. He will have millions of uh, bodies dead in the streets from coronavirus if he has to. If he got to get people back to work. So he, so he says, he doesn't understand. He doesn't care. This is about his re-election. And if he's not elected again, not only does it look bad for his ego, it puts him in legal jeopardy. He can finally be indicted for all his crimes, and we better do it. But you know that Joe Biden, if Joe Biden is the so-called president, hey, oh my God, he's, it's going to be a horror show. He, will, he won't have any, um, there won't be an, a single accounting for what these filthy, disgusting Republicans have done to this country. Of course not. And the next, uh, this is my fear. I say it all the time because it has to get out there. Because the next fascist who gets in there will be a competent one. Imagine if even Pence... Because he could put a sentence together. He could wear the suit. He looks, you know, he's not shitting his diapies on the stage every goddamn day. Even though he would be worse. He would be your worst nightmare. Worse than Trump. And they'd all line up behind him. Just like these filthy fascist Republicans do with Trump. And Pence would get out there and he'll be, he'll look uh, concerned. He'll have the appropriate affect. And we'll be closer to, I mean, not even closer. It'll be, fascism will not, it'll be here. It'll be entrenched. So. By the invisible enemy. But, you know, <laughs> what, when you look at what we've done, I said before with the veterans, with. Uh, what have you done with, with veterans besides rip, rip them off? But when you look at 
all of accountability. When you look at all of the things that we've done, rebuilding the military. Yeah, we've been looking. Uh, the tax cuts, which, thank goodness, we had the tax cuts. Thank, we this is, uh, can you believe this shit? Now he's saying, thank goodness we had the tax cuts because there was a cushion for this economic crash. So all the stock buybacks and the layoffs and the fact that the American middle class is now less than 50% of the population, thank goodness we had the tax cut because it would have been worse. Just say whatever the fuck you want to say. Why is there a camera in there? Why are people sitting there? It's not his fault. Really. We know what to expect from him. But it's, the, it's all the accomplices in that room sitting there. How dare they? How dare they keep it rolling? How dare MSNBC run this shit? How dare NBC, CBS... New York One, all of the, the channels that break in and play this, this charade from start to finish when they should be helping people. And then, how ma- and then you get out there, it's just this, the inane musings of a con man who is poor meing, poor me, poor me, poor me. He's the only one, the poor, poor little deer. Holy shit. I can understand if it was on Fox News, specifically and solely, but it's everywhere. You, it, during this, this, oh, I'm sorry, we have to cut in. In the middle of anything, the president is taking the podium. Really? Why are you cutting in? What the fuck does that say? What will future generations say about that? Whoops. Unbelievable. What will you look at what we did with veterans? Well, don't look because you'll see. Look at what you did with veterans. See, that's what a con man does. He robs veterans charities and then he says, oh, we did the greatest thing for veterans. Listen to this shit. A New York judge has ruled that President Trump must pay $2 million in damages to settle claims that the that the Trump Foundation misused funds. The money will go to a group of charities, and the foundation is in the process of, dissol- of dissolving. They, that's the Trump Foundation, because it was nothing but a slush fund for their own personal piggy banks, these filthy fuckers, on the backs of veterans. The case is tied to a televised fundraiser for veterans held by Trump in Iowa when he was running for president in January 2016. Trump had said the funds raised would be distributed to charities. But according to court documents, the Trump Foundation improperly used the $2.82 million it received from that fundraiser. According to the judgment, the money was used for Mr. Trump's political campaign and dispersed by Mr. Trump's campaign staff, rather than by the foundation, which is unlawful. However, Justice Scarpella says that the funds did eventually reach charity organizations supporting veterans, but that was after they knew that they were coming for them. This is when they were like, oh, fuck, we got to write these checks. The Trump Foundation has shut down. Funds that were illegally misused are being restored. 
the president will be subject to ongoing supervision by my office. And the Trump children had to undergo compulsory training to ensure that this type of illegal activity never takes place again. New York Attorney General Letitia James, whose office filed the case, said in a statement. So those ill, gross, disgusting wastes of human DNA, the Trump spawns, had to get in a class. I don't know if they took this class. I want to I want proof that they took this class. I want to be in that class. That class should be live streamed. We need to see these fuckers in the class learning how not to be sociopaths, not learning to be human beings, although you can't be taught. At this time, they're a lost cause, all of them. But how do you... I want to know. Did they go to this class? Because it's their world. We just live in it. They don't have to abide by the rules, of course. The court's decision, together with the settlements we negotiate, are a major victory on our, uh, in our efforts to protect charitable assets and hold accountable those who would abuse charities for personal gain. That's your president. That's your president, you great Christians who love Trump. Oh, the poor dear. He did us all a favor by becoming president because we were so lost. We actually, we were so lost, we elected a black guy. We didn't know what we were doing. How dare we? After the greatest economic crash since the first Republican Great Depression. How dare we elect a black guy? That's so uh, wrong of us. Thank God you let us out of the woods, Twitler, into the great arms of oligarchy. We didn't know what we were doing. We actually had a president who received the most votes. Twice we were so lost. We elected somebody who wasn't an international pariah. Somebody who didn't praise dictators. Who wasn't getting money from Russian oligarchs. We, ele we elected somebody who could put a sentence together. Somebody who knew what the fuck he was doing. Who read a book. Who actually used to teach a class in college on constitutional law. Who, in spite of racists like you was able to rise up and become the president in this racist mother-effing-ass country. We didn't know what we were doing. Thank goodness you put you, all your scams and your, your vitamin scams and your, your fake university and your fake magazine and your bankster, uh, uh, your bankster um, allowance that you were on because the banks had to had to give you an allowance because you weren't paying them back and all your failed casinos and your magazine and your and your disgusting steaks you had to put that all on the shelf to save us from actually having a president who received the most votes thank you my lord what would we do without you and now what I mean, a good thing you funneled more money into the arms of the rich, right? At least that's what you're telling us. Because it would be, instead of 30% unemployment coming down the pike, we'd have 100% unemployment. Unfortunately, the if we have 30% unemployment, at least, it's not going to be you. That's the problem. 
and the filthy, disgusting Democrats in the Democratic National Committee, DLC, uh, corporate Democratic wing of the Democratic Party, are, you know, they're better, but they're, 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 they're really making me uh, nervous. So I don't need to be more nervous than I actually am. I have enough. My nerves are frayed. We have a short life on this little blip, this blink of an eye that we're here. And these fuckers will do anything they, they can to make it as uncomfortable for decent human beings as they possibly can. That's how disgusting they are. Most people want to be nice to people. They don't want to be selfish pricks. Not, not Republicans. Let's just continue with this. Oh, and without that, this would have been catastrophic. We had a big cushion. I'm, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but the fact is, what the fuck? Why? Can somebody please ask? If, if there has to be somebody, the world is such a small place. Someone in the within the sound of my voice, do you hear me, please? Do you know anyone who is sitting in that White White House press corps? We have to know somebody, you know, six degrees of separation. It's really true. The world is so small. Somebody who's listening to this must know somebody who can get a, a message to those White House press corps, the, the, that, crack, that crack White House press corps, and ask them, what the fuck are you still doing in there? What is the point why are you giving a con man an unchecked platform every single day in the middle of a crisis to spread his lies, to jerk off all over this country, to dump, not even that, to take a crap on this country every single day, to wipe his ass with the country while people are dying? They need hope and they need Someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. Not somebody who is, while you're on your deathbed, is saying, poor me, poor me. The f- who's too busy trying to be like, I, not my fault, not my fault. Look over here, look over there, look over here, look over there. I did it all. I did everything right. Uh, would have been worse, would have been worse, I swear to God, if we had actually prepared Months and months ago, when we got the message, instead of disbanding the pandemic task force, we would have, uh, you know, uh, it would have been worse if we didn't if we didn't disband the the pandemic task force. It would have been actually worse if we prepared. We wouldn't be so uh, blessed with the chaos. What would we do without chaos? Chaos in this upside-down world, chaos is sanity, right? Chaos is calm. That's, that's what the next, the next scam he'll be telling us. If it wasn't for this chaos, we'd actually, it would be so much worse. If we, if we prepared. Who prepares? You don't have to prepare if you do everything right. You just do it right. Nobody has to prepare. It's like a concert pianist. You don't have to sit down and practice every single day like they do. You sit down and you play. You just play, right? 
these people are disgusting. And that's their hero. That's their god. The god of greed and oligarchy, selfishness, racism, division, lies. And the, he's, not, he's not the standard bearer of the Republican Party. He's the standard bearer for the death of democracy. He's the standard bearer that we're off the rails here. He's the red light blinking that something is terribly wrong. And if we don't get it right, it's over. How many people have to die? So this fucker can continue to spill his shit. Go get a shrink. Even a shrink couldn't work with this, though. What, what would they do with it? What would they say to him? He knows it all. Get another hooker. But get the fuck out. Get out of the people's house. This, this, and that's what I'm saying. Please, somebody. Somebody get to the press corps and ask them why are they there? Come on. Get the hell out of there. Stop this, this, this charade. You are hurting people. Don't cut away to this fucker. Cut away to somebody who knows what they're doing. Cut away to someone giving ex- actual advice, telling us what to do. We don't need him. With all of the losses that you've seen in the stock market, we're basically back, and with this horrible thing, if this would have happened before, you would have oh had nothing left. Oh, my God. This was all cushion. Cushion? But I will say that it cost me billions of dollars to be president. <laughs> and especially... I can't. I want to vomit. I have made for the last three, four years. Oh, so poor thing. Because I was being president. Yeah, I no interest so in sad. It. I'm allowed to. You know, I don't know if you know, George Washington, they say... Yeah, he's, he's Washington. Man, Just like Washington. Rich. Rich. Well, he didn't have a fake university vitamin scam. He didn't have to make fake inflated invoices to siphon money out of his daddy's accounts tax-free and then use those invoices to justify raising rent on low-income tenants. That's not the father of the country. He didn't do anything like that. So... But that's what Trump did. He didn't have to fly around being... uh, a, uh, the face of a, of a grift for $1 million. He didn't have to go to Russian oligarchs because he couldn't get a legitimate bank loan. But who am I? What do I know? They say he had two desks. Two desks. Complained until I came two along. desks. I got elected as a rich person, but nobody complained until I came along. So no, honey, you're the poorest person who's ever been elected. To be... President, and I'm You're the so poorest person. Because who cares? Who cares? I'm really happy with the job we're doing. And I'm glad <laughs> that this team and me are here me. for this horrible thing. I mean, it's a number of people have said it. Are you really glad, but, though? And I feel it, actually. I'm a you feel it? You got this feelings? I'm surprised. This is a war. Different kind of a war that we've ever had. War and president? He has to be a war, war president past, because to to otherwise... What can he do? He's got he's to ride that war president bullshit as far as he can take it. Maybe that'll work. Throw that against the wall. 
he's a war president. I'm sure you'll have the dupe saying war president, war president, but not the normal people. People jobs. Now we're stimulating to protect people because we don't want them to work because we want them to stay away from each other. We don't want them to gather. Gather. Social, social gathering. Oh, so don't even tell me. Billions of dollars more than that so that they don't gather. They don't gather. have to defeat this virus, and we will. But it cost me billions and billions of dollars to be president, and I am so happy I did it. Oh, man. Is the stream fucking up again? Is the stream effing up again? Fucking shit. Hmm. What the fuck is going on? Is it going? Somebody answer me on the stream. Can is it still streaming? Okay. I, I see nothing, so that's okay. I'm just going to keep going. If something happens with the stream, uh, you know, let me know. But, okay, good. Yeah, so let's... This is the other day he was... Uh, we know that Trump is over this, and I can't wait. Every day is going to be another meltdown. Of course, the effing, disgusting corporate media... They don't give a shit. They're they're gonna keep going along. But Trump actually, um, he was caught falling asleep at one of the press conferences. Let me see, sleep if I can find this. Hmm. I hope I have this. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, here it is. Wait a minute. It's crazy more space in hospitals including respirators there he As is Dr. Birch, i'm so bored uh, to me that many people that require a respirator is because of a of a surgery gone wrong and so this frees up more of our capacity Poor little baby across the board i know it's not lost on any of the governors here mr president uh, that uh, by standing up uh, <laughs> fema uh, Oh, you, you now have essentially uh, created a structure that every governor oh, is very Bobby. familiar with in dealing with disasters and more space in hospitals, including respirators. As Swirling, Dr. Birch, uh, swiveling to me on the chair. Require a respirator is because of a of a surgery gone wrong, and so this frees up more of our capacity <laughs> across the board. I know it's not lost on any of the governors here, Mr. President. Uh, that uh, someone bring a up, book. Uh, if I FEMA, like to read uh, books, I'd say uh, bring you, a book. You now but... have essentially uh, created a structure that every governor is very familiar with in dealing uh, with disasters and unreal. Bing, bang, bang, bing. <laughs> That's our president. Could you imagine? Okay. Imagine. Let's play the game. If Obama. Imagine Obama. Imagine if Obama did something like that. They would, of course, have his uh, have him for lunch. Um, okay. Someone on the chat. Who is Stanley Spores? Someone on Facebook. I'm I'm assuming it's a uh, Trump and Z because they just sent a message saying you're a bitch. Y O U R, a bitch. 
Honey, that's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. You are a bitch, not you're a bitch. That would mean you're a bitch. So I think that's funny. And this is what we have to deal with. <laughs> you're a... I'm just trying to find this guy. I'm hoping... What the fuck? Let me see something here. Where are you, Stanley? Where are you? Because I want to I want to ban you. Stanley, no, honey, you're a bitch. That's the problem. You're a bitch. You're a dumbass. You're somebody who is the sycophant of someone who is a con man. So that has to be, you, th there's no lower dupe on the earth than somebody who is the eager victim of a con man. Someone who looks at a racist, attacks cheating, draft-dodging racist, and says, that's for me. I like him. We know, uh, Stanley, I mean, this is what we have to deal with. Where is you? Where is you, Stanley. I'm, I, I'm not sure. Oh, there we go. I blocked him. Wonderful. I don't I have time to deal with. That's why I say become a patron. The more patrons we have, the... Oh, and here. This lady has a nasty mouth. Some, who are these fucking people? Donnie Lee? This lady has a nasty mouth. Not as nasty as your tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man. So, you know what I mean? And how would, uh, what, how would you like us to behave in the face of fascism? Bye-bye, Donnie. That's what's good about being the, the admin. You get to know, you get to um, pick who gets to hang out in the sandbox with you. I don't mind Republicans. They can be, they, could, they can hang out with us. If they if they want to, they behave like normal people. But that's like asking a fish to fucking fly. That's like asking someone not to be a a dumbass, and they don't know how to be they don't know how to behave. Otherwise, why would they vote? Why would they give power to someone who is such a vile waste of human DNA? You could give them the truth all day. That's, this is the other thing. I don't have the time. I'm not Tom Hartman. He likes to debate conservatives. Why? What's the point? I like to evolve without them anyway. That's how you make progress. You don't, you don't give time to the little, uh, to the um, albatross hanging around your neck. You move forward anyway. You do it anyway, and, and either they could come along whining all the way, or you leave them in the dust. And this is how we have always made progress. Like during the American Revolution, these were the same ones pining to be trickled upon by the king. Just like then, we had to evolve without them. So, F off. 
guys, right? All right. Yes, Republican smell. And that's uh, the nicest thing we can say. Yeah, I don't entertain idiots. I don't. Ls two one four. Why? Who's got the time? Honestly, we got work to do. We have actual work to do to fix the broken system that they gave us. These people are not. They don't contribute. They never have. They ha- They lack the fundamental decency to live in a free uh, democratic society. They don't have, uh, because in order, to be, um, in order to be a productive member of society, you have to, or, or someone who is capable of functioning in a free democratic society, you have to be someone who um, is, uh, has some, a level of decency because we are a diverse democratic society of 320, diverse, uh, 320 million diverse people. So you have to be able to live with other people, to live with people who aren't like you. And you have to not be a a tiny, little, fearful, little troll who is incapable of, of, of functioning in that kind of civilization. And the other thing is that they, they lack the fundamental decency to, to simply say thanks. So, because every, every leap forward, every benefit that these fuckers enjoy comes because of liberals. Conservatives have never done a single thing to, to advance the interests of working people in this country, as we see even with um, the pre-existing condition coverage. Uh, that they all railed against Obamacare. They hate Obama. They all railed against it. But now they want their pre-existing condition protection to be to to be secure. To, so much so that even the filthy, disgusting Republicans have to pretend that they're protecting pre-existing conditions while they're in court right now, as we speak, talking about. How uh, right now, as not just talking about, they're trying to overturn the entire ACA, including pre-existing conditions protections. So this is they like all the benefits of society, but they don't want any of the responsibilities that we have to each other. It is it's the they have small amygdalas. And no, no, not small. It's large. It's large amygdalas. The amygdala is the fear centers of the brain. And they've done studies that conservatives have larger amygdalas. And you could really, they did, they've done these brain studies where those who are fear-based are conservatives. And in fact, they've done studies over time where conservatives are low-effort thinkers. And low-effort thinking is the kind of thinking that occurs when you're drunk. So when you start drinking and you're, that, that, that's low effort thinking. And uh, that's what Republican, uh, conservatives are. Let's see. I'll, I'll find the article. It's from conservatives. Low effort thinking. There's many studies. 
and racism, including, oh, oh, low IQs, conservatives, low IQs. Well, of course. Low I That's why they're so afraid of everything, because they need their big daddy to save them from others who don't know their place. The scary, complex world of others. Here's an article from 2012. Oh, my internet is slow. Oh, man. Let me see what's going on with my computer here. Hmm. Something's going nuts today in the computers. Low effort thought promotes political conservatism. Fucking. I can't get any of my screens to open. Let me see. Low effort thinking. Maybe I'll, I'm trying a different browser. See if that works. Come on, man. Sound like Joe Biden now. Come on, man. Yes. Conservatism and... Oh, here we go. Here's an article from 2012. Conservatives and liberals don't seem to agree about much. And it's from Huffington Post by David Freeman. And they might not agree about recent studies linking conservatism to low intelligence and low effort thinking. As the Huffington Post reported in February, a study published in the Journal of Psychological Science showed that children who score low on intelligence tests graduate or gravitate towards socially conservative political views in adulthood. No kidding. Perhaps because conservative ideologies stress structure and order that make it easier to understand a complicated world. Duh. Yeah, of course. They don't like, that's why they are attracted to an autocrat. That's why democracy is, is crazy. They don't like it. They can only deal with democracy if only white men, people like themselves, get to vote. When others get a seat at the table, when women have a seat at the table, when black people, brown people, all kinds of people, gay people, not uh, gender nonconforming people, when everyone has a seat at the table, that's chaos to them. And that's why they like somebody like Trump, because he gives them cover. They, they can come out of the closet with their hatred, with their ignorance. It's, it, it has power then. And the world, they'll, they will sell out their own mothers for some big daddy to save them from the scary, complex world. So, yeah. That's why they hate America. I always say that. Because liberals are the real patriots, and we've had many discussions about this. How that's why they all, all these right wingers, they wrap themselves in the flag. They jerk off into flags. They got to they everything has a flag on it. They look like they look ridiculous and all their flag paraphernalia. And well, that's because they're overcompensating. 
America is a confusing place for them. They're, they're outwardly embracing patriotism when they really don't understand what it means. They don't know what it means to be a patriot. Because being a patriot means that you don't leave anyone behind. That is the definition of patriotism. It means we're in this together. It means that if you get your social safety net, because they're all on some kind of public assistance, they all like socialism for themselves, but not for brown people. That's really what it's about. They don't want to share society. They don't want to share the country with people who aren't white. That's really what it's about. So that's why they're all, you know, they say that they're patriots. They're full of shit. They're not patriots. We're patriots. We're the ones who are actually fighting for democracy. And ironically, we're, all, we're also fighting for them. Because all the hard work that we do, in spite of them holding us back by biting on our ankles, all their, their decrying, yelling. Remember in, uh, when we were with the ACA, how they would all go to these town halls screaming and yelling and pooping their diapies about Obamacare, Obamacare. Now, what, how do you like Obamacare now? Oh, now, even Republicans, they have to pretend that they pre-existing conditions, right? Even the Republicans have to all say, I'm a Republican and I will never, I will vote to always protect your pre-existing conditions, even though I'm right now involved in a lawsuit undoing pre-existing conditions. Here, here's Scott Walker. Hi, I'm Scott Walker. My wife, Tanana, is a type 1 diabetic. Yeah. My mother is a survivor of breast cancer. My brother has a heart condition. See, covering pre-existing conditions is personal to me. Oh, yes. See, that's the only reason a Republican would give a shit, right? It's only because somehow I'm personally affected. Not that your brother has diabetes or your brother or mother has a heart condition. Fuck you. Fuck them. They should go die. It's me, me. So don't you worry. But anyway, that's who they are. The Republicans are disgusting. But even the work, that's, what, that's a testament to liberal, just liberalism in general, liberal ideology, that even these f disgusting Republicans, like that idiot on the, on the chat, you're, what did she, you're a bitch? You're a, Y-O-U-R. You're a, I knew it was a conservative because they're so ignorant. They're stupid. They embarrass themselves. And behind the veil of anonymity, this is what they do. With a, they have a window on the whole world. And that's how, they pre, that's how they present themselves to the world. There's so many things you can do on the Internet. You can learn about things. You could, you could go in and, and read the classics. You can... Um, there's on Google Earth, you could go in and the, you could take a virtual tour of the ruins of Pompeii. You could do so many things. You can learn about history. You can learn about science, philosophy. And what, what do they do with their window onto the world? You're a bitch. 
That's the best they got. Bring it on, honey. Because when a dum-dum like them, when conservatives are calling me a bitch, that means I'm doing it correctly. That me- that's a badge of honor to me. Whenever I get a hate mail from a conservative, I say thank you. That means I'm doing it right. It's true. If they weren't so annoyed, then what are you annoyed at? That we know you're a dumbass? And admit it. Everybody makes a mistake. Say, I fucked up and I voted for this tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who's unfit to, to, to uh, whatever. Unfit to, I don't know. He's unfit to order a bunch of prostitutes off of uh, uh, on uh, some kind of website, much less lead a modern, modern nation. He's unfit. I was drawn in, say. I'm sorry. I thought he would be a good president because he played a successful businessman on reality TV. I'm that stupid. I made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. Admit it. Instead of, it, instead of lashing out on society, normal people, the people who actually make America great, the ones who are the, are the ones who make America the place of diversity where people want to come and live, they're not coming and living in Kansas. They don't want to come and live next to you, Stanley. They don't like you, Stanley. They, they think they are... They pity you because I bet you're on all kinds of public assistance, but you don't have the maturity, much less the manners, to say thank you, liberals, as you cash your Social Security check. Because liberals fought, bled, and died to allow you to have a decent life. And maybe in your, in your crappy Tennessee hovel, you're sitting there uh, with the lights uh, on the internet, ironically, that was created by government R&D, research and development. You know, socialism, we the people got together and we funded DARPANET that became the internet. As you're in there, uh, how ironic, I know you don't put it together, as you're on your, all your freedom, uh, whatever uh, are your Reddit streams talking about freedom on a, on a system created by socialism, by our tax dollars, decrying government, and sitting there in your Tennessee hovel thanks to the Tennessee Valley Authority that when liberals, like a democratic socialist like FDR, th- thought that even dum-dums like you shouldn't sit in the dark. So they brought, because a private company didn't want to, it wasn't profitable to bring electricity to the rural communities. So the socialist, the democratic socialist FDR did it. So you could even, you might have a chance, a little chance to not be such an ignorant troll your entire life. But I guess you have other plans. Unfortunately for you, not for me, because I'm not a dumb dumb. (sighs) 
here's another study. Do racism and conservatism and low IQ go hand in hand? Of course it does. This is from Psychology Today from 2013. This morning as I logged onto Facebook, this is Dr. Golis Bochi, Bachi, PhD. Um, I came onto an image. Having followed the Boston Marathon and MIT shooting coverage initially, I lost some interest when I came down to the hunt. As much justice matters to me, so does tact and class. And this is sensationalism of manhunts that always leaves me uncomfortable. I also knew it would be a matter of time before the political rhetoric would change from the victims and the wounded to the demographic factors of the suspects, namely race and religion. However, what struck me most about this image, and she's talking about an image, now that I am talking about this image, I should share the image of all these bombers and shooters, all these white men, bunch of white men, you know, this meme that went around Facebook about all the different terrorists in the country. They're not Muslims. They're not brown people. They all have a lot in common, and namely they're a bunch of white people who are afraid, scared. Someone's come and taken over. Taken over there. Making their, their country where well, they're just trying to make co- their country great. Like Eric Rudolph and Adam Lanza and Timothy McVeigh. Yes, anyway. So Hudson and Bosseri in 2012 found a correlational study that lower intelligence in childhood is predictive of greater racism in adulthood with this effect being mediated, partially explained, through conservative ideology. They also found poor, poor abstract reasoning skills were related to homophobic attitudes, mediated through authoritarianism and low levels of intergroup contact. That means, Stanley, you got to get out more. What this study and those before it suggest is not necessarily that all liberals are geniuses and all conservatives are ignorant. Rather, it makes conclusions based on averages of groups. The idea is that for those who lack cognitive ability to grasp the complexities of our world, strict right-wing ideologies may be more appealing. Brian Nozak explained for the Huffington Post as follows. Ideologies get rid of the messiness and impose a simple solution. So it may not be surprising that people with less cognitive capacity will be attracted to simplifying ideologies. For an excellent continuation of this discussion and past studies, please see the article from Live Science. But further studies have indicated an automatic association between aggression America and the news. A study conducted by researchers at Cornell University and the Hebrew University indicated that American news watchers who were subtly or non-consciously primed with American cues exhibited greater accessibility of aggression and war constructs in memory. Judged by judged an uh, ambiguously aggressive person in a more aggressive and negative manner and acted in relatively more aggressive manners 
towards um, an experimenter following a mild, mild provocation compared with news watchers who were not primed. American cues, quote-unquote, refers to factors such as images of an American flag or words such as patriot. Interestingly, this study showed that the effect to be independent of political affiliation but suggested a, a disturbing notion that America is implicitly associated with aggression for news watchers. Taken together, what do these studies suggest? Excessive exposure to news coverage could be toxic, as, the, as is the avoidance of open-minded attitudes and ideals. Perhaps turn off the television and pick a book. Pick up a book, ideally one that exposes you to differing worldviews. So anyway, there you go. And there's some, that's why I call Fox News watchers, Fox News, they're not viewers, they're victims. And speaking of, let's get into this story. It's a good segue. I don't know if you saw this conservative. That's why in a crisis, conservatives are, you don't, want, you don't want them on a good day to be in charge, but especially in a crisis. And this crisis, this coronavirus crisis, I hope pulls the covers off just how useless they are. And not, they're not just useless, they are detrimental for all of the fake news coming out of their mouths. They're harming people. So this, um, oh my God, there's so many things. This guy, he, he is, uh, his name is Commissioner Culpepper. Let me find the article. Yeah, okay. Florida commissioner apologizes after statement made during a meeting on coronavirus. So he went on one American news network and he, of course, learned a lot of bullshit about the coronavirus. And he went into this, this meeting and shared it. And he shared it with all of his Facebook followers. And he was saying that blow dryer, if you take a blow dryer and point it up your nose to, to heat the coronavirus out of your body. Let's have him might talk. might sound kind of silly, but being in the medical field that I was as a paramedic, it, it started to make a lot of sense. One of the things that was a lot pointed of out in this interview with one of the doctors, foremost doctors that has studied the coronavirus says that the nasal passages passages and the nasal membranes are the coolest part of the body. That's why the virus tends to go there until it then becomes healthy enough to go into the lungs. This sounds really goofy, and it did to me too, but it works. It Once works. Once the temperature reaches 136 no, degrees Fahrenheit, the virus falls apart and just it's disintegrates. Are you serious? Okay? You th this is what he's telling people, that he's... He learned the cure. It's the cure for co the coronavirus. Just shove a blow dryer up your nose and let it rip because it no neutralizes the virus. Oh, it sounds crazy. I know it does. I, that's what I thought, too. But listen here. But you're up to 132 degrees. 
The answer was you use a blow dryer because it's capable of doing that. So you put a blow dryer in front of your face and you inhale with your nose and it kills all the viruses in your nose. Are you effing kidding me? And everybody's like stunned. They're like, excuse me? What? What did you say? You hold a blow dryer in front of your face and you inhale with your nose and it kills all the viruses in your nose. (laughs) What? Okay. Um, so I would just, I would just caution residents to, you know, if there's lots of misinformation out there, we're hearing and learning a lot on social media and and, and there's just a lot of misinformation on how to cure this disease. And, you know, I, I personally would just leave that to your medical provider. I, I, I've heard so much, you know, just sad information about, you know, how to, how to cure this virus and it's a new virus that's why they call it a novel novel coronavirus and just caution um caution on the you know mechanisms of you know trying to to you know treat this on your own and leave that up to the medical professionals to be able to do that for you this is somebody would not even they voted for him they put him in a position of authority he continues though he's like oh no 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 when they they Say, uh, listen, everyone, do not trust this. Take this with a grain of salt. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. He gets back. Hey, let me let me explain. Professionals to be able to do that for you. Social media, I would not even have brought that up. This was on OAN and One American News Network, which is the fastest growing national network on cable. And uh, it's, it's the new Fox News, if you want to know the truth. And it was a doctor, and it did have his credentials that he has been one of the foremost doctors in studying, you know, how this is transmitted. And that's where that came from. And I agree with you. There's a lot of baloney out there on social media. You've got to be very careful. Yeah, you've got to be very careful and only get your news from a network. Well, the One American News Network is relatively new, but Fox News, they've done studies, not that Republicans understand facts or reality, but Fox News makes its viewers less informed than those who watch no news at all. So you'll get no, you'll, you'll have, you'll be more informed by not even watching the news than you are watching Fox News. Meaning less informed, that means you're, you're trafficking in misinformation. Not only are you less informed, you're not just informed, you're less informed, meaning you are ill informed you know lies you're a dupe you're a dum-dum and that is the point of fox news fox news is propaganda but this guy's like oh no no yeah i understand you got to be careful out there but it's uh you know this came from the one american news network which is the fastest growing news network and of it's like Fox News, you know, that channel, that propaganda rag that makes people stupid enough to vote for a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam. You know. So, um... He would never pass on something that came from an, uh, one of those fake news outlets like the New York Times or the Washington Post, you know, where they have actual fact checkers. And if they get something wrong, they have to come and they do a retraction. 
you know, because people sometimes they say something that isn't 100 percent correct. Not on Fox News. They don't have to do retractions because being less informed, that's what they do. In the days of Edward R. Murrow, if a news organization, quote unquote, made its viewers less informed, there would be mass firings. Not on Fox News, though. Less informed. The study comes out and says Fox News viewers are less informed than people who watch no news at all. And there's uh, champagne corks popping and people are getting promotions at Fox News. Nobody gets fired for making viewers less informed on Fox News. That's the point. That's why this country is swirling around the bowl. That's why we have idiots on the chat stream who come in and say, you're a bitch. Y-O-U-R. You're a bitch. (laughs) I think it's hilarious, though. You're a bitch. (laughs) Y-O-U-R. That's the best you got? Really? This lady has a bad mouth. Well, it comes from living and sharing the same air as Trumpanzees. Dum-dums. Morons. People who cheer a con man who receive fewer votes. People who act like they own this place when they're in the minority. Who have to grift and cheat and steal in order to uh, destroy democracy. People who would rather have an autocrat who worships, uh, who kisses ass on, on, auto, on other autocrats, a dictator-envying autocrat, than an actual democracy. They lack the ability to function in democracy. But we're, don't worry. <sighs> Hopefully. Things will get better. We got to get rid of them. I mean, legally and peacefully, of course. Not out of power. Then they can whine and cry and go on the internet and say you're a bitch and stuff like that while we're progressing and making sure everyone has health care as a right of citizenship. Everyone, even Stanley, the moron, is it lives in a country where people get a living wage and can go to the doctor when sick and those uh, kids come out of school, young people or whatever, come out of college without being indentured servants to banks. You know what I mean? Civilization. And Stanley can whine and cry and live in his little bubble and go on the Internet and waste and be a wasted life. Because every conservative, when a conservative steps off this mortal coil, it's not like Earth loses anything. It's Earth breathes a sigh of relief. And Stanley, one day Stanley and his, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name on the other channel, said I had a dirty mouth. That's fine. Whatever. Um, the... When they step off this mortal coil, they won't, the, the, no one will remember them. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how ineffectual they are in life. They, have, they, they bring nothing to the table. They don't 
add anything to, to society. We wouldn't pester Republicans. To, that's the other thing. You don't want to pester a Republican to pull a effing hair for anybody else but themselves. That's what they do. The search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. That's what they're on that perpetual sur- search. So go right ahead. Keep being useless. Keep adding nothing to the conversation and bringing nothing to the table. No, we wouldn't expect anything more from conservatives. We keep moving forward anyway, despite you. That's, that's the point of progressivism. We don't allow you to, uh, to win. Eventually we win. We always win. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of humanity. And you know that. You understand that. That's why you have to lie constantly. That's why conservatism, what does conservatism do? A conservative comes to town. Look at, look at conservatives. If, you on, if only you conserved something, what are you conserving? Everywhere a conservative touch touches is, turns to crap. Now you have your tiny little con man's fingers around the neck of power. What are you bringing to the table? What are you doing? You're not helping anyone. You're destroying America. You're destroying democracy. You're destroying Earth. That's what you do. So we can't. I, I mean, that's what I always say. Keep being useless. We wouldn't expect anything more. From a conservative. In fact, I would probably faint if I ever saw a conservative doing something that, that brought something to the table, adding value to the world somehow, not being a selfish, you know, waste of human DNA. And while I'm at it, I want to thank all the super chatters this evening i've had some problems on stop that junior <laughs> i've had some problems with as you know the internet on and i am not able to see all the super chats so i see that uh, there have been some super chats i think let me look i know I want to say, I want to thank everyone who super chatted, but I really can't because I can't see. I cannot see who gave a super chat. I'm very sorry. I'm scrolling through as far as I can. I think Tamara Ells gave a super chat. And I don't want to miss anybody out. Who else? Haiku. Anybody? Somebody else. Um, super chat, super chat. Boom, boom. Bing, bong, bong, bing, bong. Super chat. I'm sorry. Now I feel bad. I don't want to miss anybody out. I know someone. Patricia gave a super chat. The thing with the super chats is that if you, as I explained before, if you don't get them when they first come out, they disappear. So I can't see. 
scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I can't find it. All right. I hope you understand. If I missed out, um, personally thanking you. Oh, yes. L's. Yes. Thank you, L's. I, I appreciate that. E, is that how you pronounce it? Well, how, how are you going to tell me? E-L-E-S-214. Thank you. And Tamara, thank you. And I know Patricia gave a super chat early on and somebody else I can't. No, I don't know if I'm missing. Of course, Jim. Is Jim here? Because he always gives a super chat. All right. Here's the other thing. Who else is? is there, are there any other trolls on this stream that I need to get rid of? If they are, well, Haiku is our moderator on YouTube, but some of these people are on. Oh, thank you. Elle says, I'm not looking for the attention. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Tara. Not that I'm looking for the attention, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I'm going to give you all of it. Patricia, Antonia. Oh, yes. Antonia, thank you for your super chat on the first stream before the other stream went kaput. Els, I want to say hello and to Damask Cat and Eli, Executive Decision, Stephen Lee. What is this? Oh, <laughs> on, I'm looking at the Restream chat has the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat, and Stephen Lee is on Facebook. He says, Trump supporters in southern Missouri are mocking people who are wearing masks for protection. They cough on you, selfish idiots. Of course, they're, they're making a joke. This is what happens when you have a freaking con man, right-wing dum-dum as, as the standard bearer. These people, I hope that they give it to each other, though. That's the only saving grace. It will be carnage. It'll be, a, it'll be uh, the, the, the Trump and Z community wiped out. God must be very angry at these Trump Anzies. I saw a story today about some kids that were coughing on uh, a fruit stand or whatever, but the cops, they called the cops, the, the, um, the fruit stand, the grocery or whatever called the cops, and they threw out all their fruit. But it ended up like the kids are just being stupid. Just, but where are they getting it from? Who are their parents? Anyway, let's go back to this dum-dum at uh, the Florida County Commissioner. I'm sorry for saying hair dryers cure COVID-19. And here's an article from a nice little website called The Friendly Atheist. Here's your daily reminder that having Republicans in elected office is the real public health crisis. Absolutely. I like that. It's the truth. They have the crisis. Look what they're doing. If they're going around and coughing on people and mocking people wearing masks, don't worry. We, we have the last laugh here. Take care of yourself and your family. Like I said, I know, I don't know this person personally, but a young person, 34 years old, 
a cousin of an acquaintance of mine who I work with, who uh, that's how I know him through some uh, through my jobs. I I'm a freelancer, as you all know, but um, he's somebody that I do business with. He uh, his cousin died this morning, 34 year old young person of the coronavirus. He was fine a week ago, and then he started feeling sick, and he's dead today. You think that he thought a week ago that he'd be dead? This is for real. So let them cough on each other. I hope that they give it to each other. That's the only saving grace. Really? So during Thursday's meeting at the Oak... How do you pronounce this? Okchibi? Okachibi? County Commissioners in in Florida, of course. Commissioner Bryant Culpepper spoke up about a solution to COVID-19 that he saw on the right-wing pro-Trump batshit-crazy One American News Network. Use a hairdryer. One of the things that was pointed out... Here, I don't, we don't need to see this. Hold on. In this interview with one of the most... of the foremost doctor that had studied coronavirus says that the nasal passages and the nasal membranes are the coolest part of the body. That's why the virus tends to go there until it becomes healthy enough to go into the lungs. This is going to sound really goofy. I know. It did to me too. But it works. Once the temperature reaches 136 degrees Fahrenheit, the virus falls apart. It disintegrates. Okay? I say, how would you get the temperature up to 132 degrees? The answer is, you use a blow dryer. Because it's capable of doing that. So you hold a blow dryer in front of your face, and you inhale with your nose, and it kills the virus. All of that is a lie. No scientist has suggested it. Doctors are asking for masks and ventilators, not blow dryers. But hell, if Culpepper really wants to go after the virus, why not use a blowtorch? A few seconds of that on your face should do the trick. After the Lake Okachee, whatever, news posted an article about his comments, Culpepper doubled down on the suggestion. No one is holding a gun to your head to do anything you don't want to do. But for some, they don't have a lot of options. All this wonderful science you believe in, you see, uh, disparaging science, yet in thousand, thousands die every day from cancer, leukemia, ALS. So why haven't they been cured with all the scientists working for years? Well, you got a point, Brian. Wow. Why haven't we gone to Mars, too? Why haven't we found the cure for aging? Why haven't we found the cure for conservatism? That's what I want to know. For stupidity, willful ignorance. Is there a cure for that? There is a cure for ignorance. I don't know. But is there a cure for stupidity? Probably not. Go ahead and laugh, he says, all you want. And if and feels like fools when I'm proven right. <laughs> no one is holding a gun, gun to your head to do anything you don't want to do. But for some reason, they don't, some they don't have a lot of options. He's saying he means this is what he says. Then he goes on because he's talking about people without insurance. So instead of ensuring that every American has health care as a right of citizenship, 
not a privilege of wealth, he tells them to put a fucking blow dryer up their nose. If only we'd all, what well, we wouldn't have to shut down. There wouldn't be such a hoax going on all over the country. I'm t- all conservatives, listen, it's a hoax. Listen to your con man, your con man standard bearer. It's just a hoax. Don't worry about it. Go out, have rallies, get together, do whatever you got to do. Touch your face by all means. Shake hands, get together in a rally, hug each other, jerk off into flags, pass the flag around, and rub it all over your face. Prove us wrong while we're out here, these morons wearing masks and washing our hands. Don't, don't listen to us. Prove us wrong. For what it's worth, well, anyway, hold on. I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Go ahead and laugh all you want and feel like fools when I'm proven right. Yeah, because you learned it on One American News Network. You think that this would be a wake-up call to him? Like, they'll, that he'll say, maybe I'm listening to uh, like the, like something that's telling me the wrong thing. May, is it like taking the red pill? For, for conservatives where they finally wake up and say, holy shit, I'm being played. I'm listening to Fox News all these years. And I'm a dupe. I've been voting for a, a draft-dodging, tax-cheating con man. I've been cheering this idiot who has bankrupt, bankrupt six times. He's the single biggest tax liability in the entire country was Donald Trump. He was the biggest loser. He lost more money than any other individual taxpayer. And I'm voting for him because he played a successful businessman on reality TV. What the hell is wrong with me? (laughs) Okay. So, and the article says, there you have it. Cancer exists. Therefore, who cares what scientists say about anything? Therefore, Take his dumb advice. For what it's worth, Culpepper is now apologizing, sort of. Though it's not clear what led to his apparent change of heart. Was it the national outcry, the online mockery, or realizing that OAN doesn't exist to tell people the truth? I doubt it, frankly. My guess, the guy in the article writes, my guess is the public humiliation. So he writes a public Facebook post to all my Facebook friends. I am heartfully sorry for the comments I made on social media. I was only trying to give comfort to those who have no insurance to treat their their families. T-H-E-R-E. Okay? Uh, Once again, this is a guy who was elected to office. He's a representative of the people. Obviously, what is wrong with these conservatives? Do they, you know what it is? It's the, it's that they do not read. That is the, this is why they cannot, it's not just spelling. They don't know grammar. You learn to read and you know what, what, when to use your apostrophe, Y-O-U-R or U-R 
apostrophe R-E or there, T-H-E-R-E or T-H-E-I-R. You know what I mean? You, you learn to use these different words or to T-O or T-O-O or T-W-O by reading. You, you're, th- these right, right wingers, they don't, they're, they're not curious enough to pick up a book. That takes energy to them. They don't understand. They have no intellectual curiosity. That's willful ignorance. They don't, I swear to God, if you get together an entire stadium of Trump panzees, you, uh, and, and do a study on all of the books they've read. I wonder what you would come up with. It would not be much. It wouldn't even fill this bookshelf behind me. I would bet you my life. And even if they buy these books, like if they would even, what would they, they buy triggered by Donald Trump Jr.? They would get it at some kind of conservative as a giveaway because that's how they get on the bestseller list. They buy these books in bulk, these right-wing organizations, to give them away as, um, you know, as gifts. When you make a donation to some some Trump-anzee organization that's all politically motivated or whatever it may be, or some CPAC, get a ticket to CPAC, get a free copy of uh, Triggered. They don't read it. What is, what's to read? They don't, that's not, what, they're not reading Ann Coulter. Give me a break here. What are they reading? It's unreal. Their family, T-H-E-R-E families, have no insurance to treat their families? There, it's, wow. That person has power. It's small, small county, but still. Other people, other, his fellow citizens said, hey, let's send Bryant Culpepper to represent us in the county commission. He seems like a nice guy, or I don't know. He seems like a something. He seems like a Trump like me, just like us. He's dumb like me. He likes Trump like me. He thinks Trump is a saint that walks among us, like me. Everything that happened to Trump, all of the stories, the fact that he's never done a single thing to uh, to show how how much he's a champion of the people. Never a champion of the people. His entire 70, whatever, how many useless years on the planet. Not a single story about Trump being some kind of good person to the little guy. All of a sudden, he's a champion of the people. Champion of the sheeple, more like it. Not the people. Normal people. Ooh. Not normal people. Dumb, dumb people. How come the people who know him the best hate him the most? Right? That's a, that's a curious thing. It must be all that fake news, right? He's so strong. That's all it is. We can't take it. He's just so strong. Coming after us. 
cutting our lifelines and putting babies in cages. That's so strong. Not doing a goddamn thing about a pandemic that's barreling towards us. And now it's here. And we have to do all these emergency bills. Funny thing about being prepared, though. Funny thing about knowing what's coming. And uh, reality has a way of actually catching up to you. In spite of your propaganda. In spite of saying everything is okay. A dum-dum there to treat their families. So that's, nothing says um, everything that we talk about here than this Facebook post by Brian Culpepper. Really, it's indicative of everything that we talk about, how useless Republicans are, how stupid they are, how little they have to offer, not even little. If they could offer little, that would be an improvement. They offer nothing. In fact, less than nothing, because they harm. You're not going to get anything by shoving a blow dryer in your nose except a burned nose. So they're not helping you. They're not curing the virus. They're not doing anything but making you look like Rudolph the effing red-nosed reindeer in your neighborhood. And people say, why you got a, what's wrong with your nose? They say, oh, I was listening to Bryant Culpepper because I'm a moron. And um, when I had five minutes of this red-hot, blow dryer up my nose that's all I can take and then I finally saw the light but it took me giving myself a third degree burn on the nose to wake up and maybe Brian Culpepper will do something for that constituent in that case because maybe this person is so embarrassed to leave the house with a giant burned red nose that they put on a mask to walk outside. That would be good. At least then they'll be following the actual orders of the doctors instead of Brian Culpepper. But, there, but this is really, it really sums it up, Brian Culpepper. It does. Not the misspellings in the so-called apology, the admission, the tacit admission that they have nothing to offer, instead of giving Americans insurance, assuring, fighting. Brian Culpepper could use his position in the Florida, wherever the hell, council to ensure that every Floridian, every, every one of his constituents can go to a doctor when sick. He could use his bully pulpit instead of sitting there espousing bullshit from the bullshit right-wing propaganda channel. He, he could be using his time and position to actually help the people he pretends to represent instead of telling them to burn their noses with, with a blow dryer and misspelling it. When he, when he apologizes, don't apologize with your ignorant, misspelled Facebook posts. Get real. Do something. Help. For real. Say, I'm a stupid 
son of a bitch. And I need to, instead of telling people to turn a blow dryer on their noses, go and I, I need to fight these filthy insurance racketeers so they, until the day comes sooner rather than later that uh, health care is a right of citizenship. So if health care was a right, Brian Culpepper wouldn't look like an idiot right now. He wouldn't have to apologize for telling people to shove a blow dryer up their nose. People would know what to do. They'd already go to the doctor when sick. They w he wouldn't be like, oh, gee, how can I help my uninsured constituents? Not by ensuring that they can go to an actual doctor. Ah, oh, here's an idea. Y use a blow dryer. Why don't they, what about leeches? Maybe leeches up your nose, Bryant Culpepper. Bleeding your nose. Cut your nose. That's cutting-edge science for, for the Dark Ages, those, that time you were trying to drag us back to. Well, if science is so smart, why is there still cancer? Well, there you go. You got us there, Bryant. Let's hope you never have uh, karma bite you in the ass on that one, too. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, I don't know this person. I'm not trying to wish cancer on them, but they only seem to see the light when something affects them directly. So he says, I should have ignored the comments that I perceived as hateful and embarrassment I caused to my fellow commissioners and our administrator and her staff. I wonder what happened, really, behind the scenes. Were they like, are you fucking out of your mind, Culpepper? What are you doing? You're, it's really true. It embarrasses the entire commission. He's one of them? Because you're only as good as your weakest link. But just like this is why we say we're only as good as the, per as the person who can't go to the doctor. The country is only as safe. If we're all in this together, we're in it together. That's the only way we can advance forward is together. If someone in this country, if there's injustice against someone, we're all in danger of having injustice. If someone is sick and can't go to the doctor, we're all sick and can't go to the doctor, even if we can go to the doctor. If someone can't get the help they need, we're all in that together. It affects us all. If this virus doesn't show us that, what will? To all my Facebook friends, I am heartfully sorry. I will not offer any more suggestions. Of course, he says any more, not any more. Oh, my God. These people. This is an adult. This guy is older than me. What the? What is? I mean, really? It's it. It is. I mean, it's like a stereotype because it's not even a stereotype. It's true. The misspellings in the conservative uh, experience is so, it's really embarrassing. They should be embarrassed. You think they would be embarrassed enough to do something about it? But I really want to know. It's real. The, the fact is, it's the truth. They, they don't read. 
That's why they don't know anything. That's why Twitler is so stupid. He tweets out a picture of himself fiddling, thinking it's... Uh, it's a compliment. I don't know what it, what this is, but I like it. He thinks it's, oh, look at me playing a violin. Look at me. No, honey, it means that you're useless. And not and worse than useless, you're uh, a sociopath. You're disgusting. That's what it means. It means while people are suffering, you're fiddling. All of your forgiveness for anything offensive that I uttered during these exchanges. Oh, I ask you for all of I ask you all. But the reason I'm confused is because he capitalized all. I ask you, capitalize all. So it seemed initially like it was a new sentence. I ask you. I No, no, no. He doesn't say ask you. I ask for, capitalize all of your forgiveness for anything offensive that I uttered during these exchanges, God bless and soften your hearts. Because everybody went to town on him. Not everybody, but some people. Let's see if I can see any of these comments. There might be some funny ones. Yeah, let's see. Oh, so there's some Trump showing pictures of yeah, this guy's got a real soft heart, Chuck Schumer. People like you are what make Florida a laughing stock. You deny science and come up with ideas so asinine even a teenager would be embarrassed to express. God, you're dumb as a bucket of rocks. That's not very that's a pretty apt description. So it's hard to take any of this seriously. This is continuing the article since his entire Facebook feed is full of right-wing crazy person posts, including plenty which downplay the seriousness of the coronavirus. Of course, honestly, that's probably the only, I mean, okay, this is probably going to sound bad, but one saving grace, it's not a saving grace, it's... The only good thing that can come out of them, dis, the disinformation that they are uh, spreading, is that it will affect them. And maybe then they'll see the light of how they've been played. I don't know. Because it only seems to affect, they only seem to wake up when something affects them directly. I'm not saying they should die. I'm just saying maybe they need a little taste of their medicine to wake the F up and say, because they have endangered us all. Twitler did this to us. And it's coming, whether you like it or not. As whether Twitler can get up on front of the, the, uh, in front of the press corps and however fast he can weave his tales of, of woe for himself against him, the poor deer, and the lies about how he's got to give a good cushion to the economy and how he's, thank God, he funneled more money to the top and he did it uh, so uh, so strongly, shutting down the borders. According to this article, it says, unfortunately, Culpepper is in his third term and he won't 
be on the ballot again until 2022. Unbelievable. It's really embarrassing for them. Unreal. Let me see. I'm looking at this article. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank God my... Here's a picture of him. I'll show you. Thank God my mom was pro-life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here it is. Ugh. This is what we're up against. That's, I'm sure, is pretty much a... That's pretty much a victim. I mean, a, a victim. A picture of Stanley as well. Our friend Stanley. He's not our friend. I'm sure Stanley looks just like that. There was another thing. Oh, the other thing, while we're on the subject. I know Republicans are nightmares. I also wanted to show... I'm looking at the time. Um, I want to thank everyone for super chats while I'm on the subject here again. I'm looking again. I don't see any new super chats, but thank you for all of the super chats and all your patronage. If you, if you will, if you can, please become a patron. That's all I can say. If you become a patron, we'll be able to do the show every day. On a good day, that'll be the show. Not not just in when we're in uh, lockdown. We'll be able to do it all the time. And that's what we need. I don't know. I think you guys agree that we need to, we need to uh, counteract people like Stanley and the dum-dums. Like that, uh, the, the commissioner, Culpepper. And this is how we do it. And I also feel, here's the other thing. There's another guy. What's his name? I'm looking at my patron. Somebody, uh, I, I uh, what am I trying to say? What's the guy's name? Oh, my God. What do you know? What do I, you, don't, you can't read my mind. <laughs> you know, that guy. Who's that guy? There's a guy who is also does what I do, this. But he's doing it a lot, a longer time. And anyway, he's got like 4,000 patrons. And I thought, how the hell do you get so many patrons? What is his name? I can't remember his name anyway, whatever. I, li I look at his show all the time. I think it's called The Rational National or something. Or, anyway, you somebody will show me. But I was like, I looked at his patron page, and he, because I had another patron, a patron, a new patron, who, who recently uh, joined, and I was like, and he also supports this person. I was like, he's got fucking 4,000 patrons? So, yes, Michael Brooks has 4,000 patrons. That's because he's on the majority report. I can have 4,000 patrons, too. 
if somebody ever gave me a goddamn shot. I might. It might happen. I don't know. I figured when, uh, if we have the get-together, I don't know what's going to happen. Because we're supposed to have a get-together. Mike Malloy gathering. Me, Mike Malloy. Like a progressive voices gathering. Me, Mike Malloy. I got to get on Malloy's show. That's what I got to do more often. And um, Sam Cedar is going to be one of, was, well, we'll see what happens. It's supposed to be in May. I don't know. Hopefully it'll still happen. But in May, I was going to go there. And when I saw Sam Cedar in person again, I was going to say, put me on your goddamn show. We'll see what happens. Just to get the word out. You know what I mean? I guess I could reach out another and see what he says. I do have his email, but I mean, he's more like Mike's friend than mine. So maybe I can ask Mike. Mike would do, Mike Mike is great, Mike Malloy. He is a real true friend. Like Mike is somebody that I could call up and we can just talk. He's like a mentor, you know. He's amazing, and I'm very fortunate. It's all him. Yes, I would slap him too, Sam Cedar. So, anyway, but that's all I said was, how the hell do these other shows, how do they get 4,000 patrons? I don't know. I And I guess they have people calling them bitches and... I feel like I get I get a lot of good things back from this show, of course, just meeting you guys and getting to know you a little bit and uh go I do look forward to every every time we get together and there you are. I love that. But there's also negative sides <laughs> as you can imagine. I mean, you're putting yourself out there. And sometimes it does worry me. And I cuz I wonder Maybe somebody's going to murder me or something. You know what I mean? Like one of these right-wingers. Because there's crazy people. They're fucking crazy. So, I hope that uh, that doesn't happen. I don't... I hate what... I hate. I would hate to get murdered. I hope that they, they don't dig this clip up and play it. You know what I mean? Like, after I'm murdered. So... But then you would think, I don't understand. This, this This is how Republicans are, though. They're insane. What are you murdering me for? Why? Because I call you stupid? Okay. Because stop being stupid. Stop spelling their, their families, T-H-E-R-E. Prove me wrong. Stop voting for dum-dums who... Are, are are destroying this country, are turning a democracy into an oligarchy because you're, you don't like bl- brown people. That's what it's about, ultimately, because you're easily manipulated. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, because ultimately, why are you murdering me? We're working for you. Ultimately, you get the benefits too. That's the testament to conserv—I mean, to liberalism, not conservatism. The, the testament to liberalism is that even the conservatives who want to murder me will get the benefits of all of the work, the hard work that we're doing. 
We're pushing this country forward. We, we're working to make the wor- this country work for all. Even you will get the benefits. You will get your pre-existing condition coverage. Two, you'll get your increased Social Security benefits. You'll be able to retire in dignity and security. Two, I'm not sitting here, oh, let's drink some conservative tears. That's not what it's about. And if that's what it's about for you, drinking liberal tears, you better look at yourself in the mirror, honey. And talk and say, hey, maybe maybe I'm not um, all there. Because if that's what motivates you, if you rather slit your own throat because you like drinking liberal tears, what are you drinking liberal tears for? That's, that means you're not a patriot. You like the suffering of your fellow Americans? What's wrong with you? We all know, I mean, the conservatives, they've, that's a, there was this article, we talked about this before. He's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. That's uh, one of these right-wingers. He's not, when, when they shut down the government, he's not hurting the people he needs. The, when he shut down the government, as we, we knew at the time, one of the things we were talking about, how when Trump shut down the government for however many times it was, I can't remember which time it was, but that they, uh, it showed how the, the government, the country, the economy was not great. It's not great. It's not great now. Just how you know. We, we lo- people lose one paycheck and it's all coming apart. That's not a functioning economy. And it's certainly not a functioning democracy. And when they, when they shut down the government, when Twitler shut down the government, they interviewed one of the victims of his shutdown, who happened to be a Trump anzi. And it was a woman. And she says, I voted for him, and he's the one doing this. I thought he was going to do good things. But he's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. Are you kidding me? That's what she said. The quiet part out loud. He's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. Who needs to be hurting? You stupid dupe. He's not hurting the people. So it's fine. This is what it's about for them. These good Christians, he's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. As long as he's hurting brown people, as long as he's putting refugees in detention centers and separating them from their children, although they are legally and doing what we said, what we wrote into law after World War II, so another Holocaust would never happen again. You know, when we had liberals, normal people, functioning if if you know at the in uh, the catbird seat of government when we weren't a bunch of monsters you know when twitler's father was uh getting arrested for a clan rally being at a clan rally here in new york and twitler you know i mean was dr- well this is world war 2 but he was, i don't know when he was born 
He's a baby boomer, right? He was just a glint in his skeevy father's eye. But Twitler, you know, he's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. That's what it's about. That's not patriotism, my friends. You you hate America then. That's what that says. That says that you are not a patriot because you're not... If you think that someone, your fellow American, needs to be hurting, you know what I mean? Then you're not a patriot. Okay, the last thing. I'm looking at the time. I just want to say Joe Biden came out finally, even though he's useless, and um, he had this message. Because everybody was saying, where the hell is Joe Biden? He was actually, I mean, in hiding or something. I don't know. Maybe he was sundowning all day during the day. They were keeping him away. But he finally came out and he gave uh, this statement. This was a an ad or something. It was on his Twitter feed. But here it is. President Trump and Mitch McConnell are trying to put a corporate bailout ahead of millions of families. You know, it's families. It's simply wrong. We should be focusing on families. The White House and the United States Senate Republicans have proposed a $500 billion slush fund for corporations with almost no conditions. And you don't have to tell Americans where it's going to go for months. You don't have to explain what you did with it. The Trump administration could allow money to, for stock buybacks, for executive pay. Republicans, Republicans refuse to increase Social Security at the same time, to forgive student loans, to take the necessary steps to stop evictions, ensure food and nutrition for vulnerable families. Senator McConnell should immediately allow a bipartisan vote on aggressive measures to help small businesses, workers, communities, so they reflect what they need and so they can get moving so we can help them now. This is a time... What the hell? This is what I was saying earlier. What does... Is there anything there? It's such emptiness. You just project. It's like a Rorschach test. Help them now. Protect small businesses. Help workers. What? How? You got any idea? What? What's your idea? It's change you can believe in. Protect workers. McConnell should immediately allow a bipartisan vote on aggressive measures to help small businesses. Aggressive measures? What? What? What measures? This irritated the hell out of me. What measures to help small businesses? Uh, can you let us in on it? What are you saying? You know, meanwhile, Bernie has ideas. He's the one specifically saying we need... Everyone covered health care for all, not just for this emergency. We need student loan debt, forgiveness, everything. We need to the bail out the American people. He's talking about a $2,000 a month check to every American, which is barely scratching the surface, but it's more than anything that this guy's saying. What is he saying? I don't know. Fill in the blanks. Workers, communities, so they reflect what they need and so they can get moving so we can help them now. Help them now. Help them now. It's like, help, help. What are you going to do? I'm at the bottom of a pit. Help, help. 
We need to help you now. We should not. We should help you now. Well, how? Throw down a fucking rope. Do something. What are you gonna do, Joe? We need. He needs a bipartisan vote to help them now. This means Zippo. Nothing. It's so irritating to me when I saw this. I was like, "What is he saying?" My brain is, it it it, it goes numb listening to this. And I guess people buy it. This is so concerning, frankly. This guy, this guy is up against Twitter. Thank you, coronavirus. We might have a shot because it's so obvious. What a what a disaster Twitler is. Not to all of his morons. Until they start dropping dead, maybe they'll realize. Maybe they'll see the light. But what the hell? This is a time to help families, communities, and small businesses. People trying to pay their mortgages or their rent, student loans, urgent bills. They need help. They shouldn't have to pay a, for a corporate handout before they get the help they need. What they help? What are you going to do? Oh, my God. It's so, I don't know. Am I the only one that is infuriated by this? It's so many things infuriating me about this. Not just that they're pushing this guy. This, uh, this clearly unfit doltard on, on, this, on, on the most important election of our lives we keep hearing. The most important election. Most important election. And this is what you got? Anything to stop Bernie. Anything to stop actual progress. Anything to stop a real uppity middle class. Do not offend the banksters. Don't offend the benefactors. Like Joe Biden says. And when I was going through video, you know, nothing will change. I was going through some earlier today, and I Biden, remember? Initially, Biden was like, oh, he told his donors nothing will change. And then there was, I came across this Stephen Colbert clip. This was back in, it's, it seems so long ago, June, where they, Stephen Colbert was mocking Joe Biden. You know, he made a new um, updated Obama poster. You know, remember the change, Obama change poster. And he updated Joe Biden, nothing will change. Nothing will fundamentally change. This is what he said to his donors. In a ritzy New York fundraiser that nothing will fundamentally change if he's elected, Biden told donors at an event at the Carlisle Hotel in Manhattan on Tuesday evening, this is in June, that he would not demonize the rich. And promise that no one's standard of living will change. Really? Well, that's unfortunate. Considering that the middle class is now 50 fucking below 50% of the population. Nothing will fundamentally change, Bloomberg News reported. Biden's assurance to donors in New York came shortly after his appearance at the Poor People's Campaign. The presidential forum in Washington on Monday. Well, it's all a ruse. We go, you say what they want to hear. Unfortunately, we know if past performance is indicative of future results, who's, who is he really working for? We need the help now. We need help now, now.
where it's going to go for months. You don't have to explain what you did with it. The Trump administration could allow money to, for stock buybacks, for executive pay. Republicans, Republicans refuse to increase Social Security at the same time, to forgive student loans, to take the necessary steps to stop evictions, ensure food and nutrition steps. for vulnerable families. Senator McConnell should immediately allow a bipartisan vote on aggressive measures to help small businesses, workers, all right, whatever. We need to activate the Okay, reserve. here's another thing. Then he was, there's another live stream. We saw, I don't know if, I don't know if I played that video, actually. There was, he had a live stream, and he, I guess, doesn't understand how live streams work. So he started wandering around, and he walked off the set. That was, a couple, that was the first live stream. And then he, so this was today's live stream. And conservative media is running with this. They're actually made little memes out of this. And it's all over. I saw that Donald Trump Jr. tweeted this. I, this is how they're going to attack him as the doltard that he is. I mean, it's it's really easy. The, the, and don't blame me. Don't don't write me and say, I'm going to uh, be. Uh, it's my fault. No, honey, write the DNC. If I can do a Google search and we can get all of the clips of Joe Biden uh, talking about um, privatizing Social Security or freezing Social Security, cutting benefits, and all of the other things that they're going to attack him on from the left and from the right, of course, they're doing it too. The right wingers, this is all public knowledge. It is public knowledge before all of his handsiness throughout the years, putting his hands on people, didn't want them putting his, him putting his, their hands on. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But anyway, during the live stream, let's see what happens. We need to activate the reserve corps of doctors and nurses and beef up the number of responders dealing with the crush, these crush of cases. And, uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to, uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second thing. I've spoken enough of that. The president I, must yeah, use the defense you've production. You said too much. Let's hear that again. With the crush, these crush of cases. And uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go to the second thing. I've spoken enough of that. The president must use the Defense Production Act too much. to radically increase the supply of critical goods needed to treat patients and protect our health care workers and first responders. Hush, hush, hush. You've said too much about that first thing. Hush. Shh. In addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we, uh, we are in a position that we are... Well, let me, let me go to the second thing. I've spoken enough of that. I've spoken up. Must I didn't say anything, but I've said too much. By not saying it, anything at all, I've definitely said too much. Maybe he, maybe he did say too much. Maybe he knows something we don't know. Like someone's going to come and break his kneecaps or something. Uh, about this, part, this plan, I've said, I've said too much. Too, too much. This is the guy. This, and I'm so disappointed in Bernie, why Bernie didn't attack him at, like the ferocious wounded animal he sh he needed to attack him bringing this all out but whatever what do i know another thing one more thing 
before we go for the evening. Is anybody else? Does anybody else need to be kicked? That's <laughs> I'm on a kick and spree. No, I kicked two people today. I don't like them. I don't like them. Who needs to be kicked? Hmm. Let's see. <clears throat> so, um, the last thing I want to talk about in our last moments here, not moments for good, but the th one thing that really got under my skin, uh, as we're talking about DLC Democrats, is, let's see, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know if you saw this tweet. Larry Summers. Lawrence Summers. I had the goddamn thing. I know. This is what happens. This is Tara Buster. What can you do? You, you know, become a patron. And maybe one day we'll have a staff. We'll have 5,000 patrons like other people. And then we'll be able to hire somebody to do the research do the get the clips get the articles whenever we're discussing something i don't it's not me fumbling around going where's that article where's that article it's all encouragement you know what i mean i'm looking for this larry summers so i had it but all right give me a second here larry summers did you see this tweet now that i'm saying this Lawrence Summers. Fuck. He, all right, there's a tweet. I wish I had another video to play. While I was distracting you so I could find this tweet. <laughs> okay, it really pissed me off. It's good. It's good. We're getting there. Okay, <laughs> here it is. March 21st. Thoughts at the end of a long week. Why can't the greatest economy in the history of the world produce swabs, face masks, and ventilators in adequate supply? Oh, boom! Slam dunk, Lawrence Summers. He probably thought he had, that was nothing but net. Well, gee, Larry Summers, I wonder why the greatest economy what, what's the greatest goddamn economy? So he's trying to be snarky, I suppose, because he, he was the secretary of the treasury for Clinton and the director of the NEC for Obama. But he's one of these free trade, these NAFTA, CAFTA proponents. What the hell is going on? There is a real delay going on. A real last long delay on this on the site. But anyway, the reason we can't produce swabs, face masks, masks and ventilators is because Larry Summers outsourced all our goddamn jobs. Talk about having absolutely no uh, uh, introspection. Not having a clear picture of who the hell you are. 
I make fun of conservatives for doing that. But what the hell is this? And nobody calls him on this? Are you serious? So it's the same thing when Hillary, during the campaign in 2016, would decry the the Fox News, how Fox News, an entire network, was um, out to get her. How they, and even Obama would decry that, that there was a whole network that was, uh, that was dedicated to his demise. Well, thank you, Bill Clinton. It's as if we had, we're a bunch of goldfish and we make one loop around the goldfish bowl and we, we think uh, it's the first time we've ever been here. I love that nice place here. So what the hell is he talking about? Lawrence Summers? How come? Why can't the greatest economy in the history of the world produce swabs, face masks, and ventilators in adequate supply? It's because we don't make anything anymore. Because you and your and Clinton sent our jobs to low-wage, wage-slave nations. So you hobbled the union uh, movement in this country now from 35% down to 7%. And... So when unions, uh, when they were negotiating living wages and retirement security, could say, we're, uh, we're going on strike. And now, thanks to NAFTA and CAFTA and all the free trade agreements that Larry Summers and Clinton pushed, with the help of their Republican pals, the, uh, the boss can say, oh, you're going to go on strike? You don't like your working conditions? Well, we're taking this bitch to China. I'm sorry. And so there goes the manufacturing belt into the rust belt. There goes the entire middle class below 50% of the population and into that fissure of economic instability steps a racist con man. And of course, he, it's, the ground was being set for him for years on the right-wing propaganda, propaganda channels Rush Limbaugh telling them from, you know, from Reagan on up, saying their problems are because of those welfare queens and people taking advantage. It's not because of the rich sending their jobs to low-wage, wage-slave nations with no regulations and no standards. Like, the American people can't compete with that. So that's why we can't. make swabs, face masks, and ventilators because we don't make it anymore. We need China. We need these low-wage, wage-slave nations because you and your benefactors, the people that you were working for, the rich, they sent them there because they hate America, you see. They like money. They don't care. They'll, they'll wave a flag, sure, but that's only to get the dupes in line, to get them to vote for, their, for, their, for the people slitting their throats. But this is why we have a Twitler today, thanks to Larry Summers. People like him. And all the DLC, D, the DNC corporate wing of the Democratic Party that sold out the New Deal and sold out... Our, uh, their constituents, which was at one time 
the working class, the middle class that FDR created through the New Deal. And, the, and they thanked him with four landslide elections. So only in our lifetime do we have to continuously play this game where, where Republicans get power and they keep slitting our throats all the way. Because now how did this happen that Republicans pretend to be the party of the working people? How did this happen? No, they're not the working people. They're the party of racists. And the, they, but, and the disaffected that the DLC Democratic Party seemed, uh, thought was expendable. They said, where are they going to go? Where are these working class people going to go? Of course, they're always going to vote Democratic. Well, we had, uh, they had something, they had something different in mind. Like we, we should have known throughout history. They, this is what happens. This, this is how autocrats get power. But, I mean, I saw that tweet, and I was like, you have to be kidding me. And this is part of the problem, why this country it has no institutional memory. And nobody jumped on him and was like, are you serious, Larry Summers? What are you talking about? And it's the same way when um, Hillary Clinton would decry Fox News. Nobody said to her, are you serious? Your husband, you don't like it? Well, your husband signed the Telecommunications Act of 1996. That's why. Thank him for Fox News. But they all pretend. They all act like it's, uh, you know, it's such a surprise. Hey, how come we, in the greatest economy, in the history of the world, how come we can't produce swabs, face masks, and ventilators? Are you kidding me? The greatest economy... It's great if you're a bankster. It's great for the benefactors of the DLC Democrats and the Republican fascists. But it's not so great if you got to work for a living. You know, the workers, the essential workers. People who are, uh, that make the world go around, as we see. Can we finally get, get together and understand this? We make the world go round. And conservatism is the problem. Whether they have a D after their name or an R. And it's time for us to push this. If this coronavirus says anything, it says um, enough. We have to get this country back from the, the likes of Larry Summers. And of course, where is uh, where's the crack um, corporate media? Holding him to account. Oh, no, they're too busy putting a camera in front of a con man, letting him rip, decrying and whining and reminiscing about the time he was booed. Unbelievable. Guys, I can't believe it. The time goes by so fast. I want to thank you all for hanging out. Except for Stanley, I don't want to thank him and that other guy that I kicked off the chat. You, I don't thank you for anything. I would thank you. I would hope you would go get the help you desperately need. But I think you have other plans. (laughs) 
And here's Tara Jr. Jr. How you doing? How you doing, Junior? This is my little baby. He's good. Guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out. We'll see what happens tomorrow, as Trump would say. He likes to say, we, see, we will see what happens. If I get down in the dumps again, I might do another show. It, it all depends on the time, too. Time, if I have the time, I will do it. If not, I will not do it. I appreciate you all for being so accommodating and joining me on the stream. And, um, yeah, thank you for all your help. Maybe one day we will get to that goal that we have of becoming a daily show. If we could ever be like other people, like Michael Brooks or the, what is that? That other guy that whose name I forget. You know what I mean? Maybe we can be somebody one day. I don't know. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out. I want to thank you for your super chats. I want to thank you for becoming a patron. Please become a patron. And, you know, maybe I won't feel so bad about myself. I don't know. No, I'm not trying to be like that. Sometimes it does make me feel bad. I have to admit. Because I think, what the hell, man? I told you the story. I don't want to say it again. Because, well, I will. <laughs> the, I get a little down and pissed off. Because I told you, we reached out, not we, not just me, to another progressive. And it's not Randy Rhodes. But um, who has a big show. And uh, we asked this person to put Tarabuster on their website. They have a little, I don't even want to say because you'll know who I'm talking about. But they have a little, um, they aggregate some other podcasts together. And we asked to be on that, you know, to help the show grow. One liberal helping another. And the, this person said, no. Apparently, we're not popular enough. And I said, gee, maybe if we had some effing help, we would be a little bit more popular. And it annoyed me. And then I said, I told Poppy the story. She knows who I'm talking about because she told me. Poppy knows this person very well. Intimately, you might say. And, uh... Poppy said that this person is not really a liberal. That... Poppy said that they're very surprised, even, that they would even do a liberal talk show. Because... They're not that liberal. At all. So that's what we're up against... We, I don't know, whatever. I would say go do a conservative show if that's the case. That's where the money is. But, yeah. This, this is, they're not, the liberals, they're not that liberal. And then, you know, we, you got us. Trying. For God's sakes. It wasn't just the podcast. It was 
it's like a uh, what do you call it? What's another word for? Let's see. I don't want to say it because then you'll know. <laughs> oh, you probably know who it is. If you guessed, I won't say. I'm just going to stare. Um, a nexus, a system, a complex, a maze. Some kind of place where they have a bunch of podcasts in a nexus. And prom highly promoted. They get money. Anyway. Yes, it is. Okay, I know you know who it is. I'm not saying anything. I can't. I just can't. Uh, well known. Well known. Large platform. All right, you guys. You are the best. And wow, it's I just received congratulations from Restream. I have received 1000 messages today. That's pretty good. So that means we're going in the right direction. Can you give a hint? You guys would know. There's not that many of us. Large progressive quote-unquote talk show females. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say it was a female. I said it's not Randy Rhodes. That's what I said. It's not. Anyway, you'll figure it out one day. Maybe one day I'll get big enough and I can say it. Somebody had it right on the on the chat. All right, guys, I'm going to go. It's time to get unconscious. My favorite place to be. Thank you all. I love you all. I really do. You made my night. It would be very lonely sitting here feeling bad about the world if I didn't have you guys to share it with. Could you imagine? And it's raining. We're in quarantine. The, the world is filled with morons. And morons are in charge it's really depressing sometimes so i really appreciate you if you're not on our discord chat please join discord every you know the fucking discord that's the other thing it kept i kept making the link permanent and then every time i would log in it would say this link will expire in one day and i was like what the hell I made the damn link permanent again and again. Now, let me just check the link. Make sure it's still working. Beep, bop, boot, up, bop, beep, beep. It won't open. Ugh. So annoying, my, my uh, internet. All right, well, join, join Discord. I think it's in there. It's in the links. Other than that... Like I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. I will see you very soon.